Welcome to No Challenges Remaining. I'm Ben Rothenberg. This week, I am joined by Diana Yastremska, the Ukrainian WTA player who has been ranked as high as number 21 in the world, who was immediately affected by the Russian attacks on Ukraine in recent days and weeks. As Diana describes in this episode, once the bomb started falling near her hometown of Odessa, and after nights of hiding in underground parking structures for safety, her parents made the decision to drive Diana and her teenage sister Ivana to the border with Romania in the southwest of the country, where they took a boat to safety across the river. Diana Shremska is still only 21 years old, but she's going through things almost none of us have had to experience in our lifetimes, thankfully. And on top of that, after all this, she somehow won her first round match this week at the WTA tournament in Lyon, saving two match points in a first round victory over Anna Bogdan. It's very thankful to be able to get Diana on the show to tell her story in her own words. You can hear it in her own voice here. One of the more powerful interviews I think we've done on NCR. And here is Diana. Very happy to be joined by Diana Yastrzemska here today. Diana, great to see you and great to see that you're you're doing okay and that you're safe in, in France. How, how, are you, how are you feeling this week? If you can try to put that into words in this moment. Yeah, it's nice to talk to you as well. <laughs> Uh, well, I feel very tired, tired emotionally, uh, tired physically, and um, I lost I lost a lot of energy while I've been in uh, Ukraine, and it's been a very tough time uh, by leaving Odessa, and uh, it's been very tough when everything just uh, started there, when it, the war has begun. It's been a long trip, trip to come here to Lyon. Mixed mix feelings. It's tough to describe it, but um, trying to trying to keep myself, how to say, calm and, and strong because I'm really nervous about what is going on in the country, especially in my city. I'm, um, I'm very nervous about my parents, about uh, close people to me and just about the Ukraine. So, um, yeah, I do feel very... I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I can understand all of those, those feelings and the exhaustion for sure. I just want to go back a little bit to before, I guess, this started. You were playing in, in Dubai and had a great tournament there. You were uh, made it through qualifying. You beat uh, Barbara Krejcikova, who's now number two in the world, which is a, a great win. You made quarterfinals there. How were you, how were you feeling about your, your tennis before this started? And did you have any sense that anything was was coming in Ukraine at, at that point a few weeks ago? Yeah, uh, before Dubai, I made a pretty good uh, preparation in my city in Odessa. I have there uh, a coach. Uh, it's a Ukrainian coach. He knows me since I am 11 years old. Every time when I'm back to my home, I always been practicing with him. But for a Last year, I, I I never I never trained with him, and before Dubai, uh, we just started talking to each other, and we thought that we can uh, we can make a good preparation because he knows me very well, and he knows all the, the tricky details about me that really helps me in my tennis. So we made a really good preparation, and uh, I went to Dubai. I um, I felt I felt pretty good there in court. I felt kind of that I'm getting back uh, with my tennis. And especially mentally, um, I was feeling much better on court than um, all the tournaments uh, I played before. Yeah, I lost in quarterfinals, but, you know, it's been, uh, for me, it's been like a long way till the quarterfinals, starting from the quali. Uh, as I, uh, 
all year, I think I didn't play more than two matches. And here it was the sixth, uh, yeah, the match number six. So physically I was pretty tired and um, I felt um, during the last two matches a bit of pain in my left leg. And um, that's why I took the medical timeout with Vandrosheva because I thought I stretched a little bit my, my, my muscle mm-hmm. and it was real. And uh, after Dubai, we thought that uh, we're going to go to Doha. I received the white card there for the qualification but uh, um, I had a pretty a lot of pain and we decided to white draw because of the pain and uh, also we thought it's good to be back to Odessa just to spend some time with the family because we planned with father and with the team to leave uh, to Lyon when I got the white card and not to go to Mexico and after Lyon uh, to go to USA for the Indian Wells and Miami Open, where I actually still didn't get in, but I hope I'm going to get in there for qualification. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were back to Odessa. I got two days off uh, to recover. I went to the physio, to my doctor, and uh, I made a good recovery. And then I started to practice. I had a couple of days uh, of trainings and um, everything was very good and calm in Odessa like normal life. And we planned to leave on 24th in the evening with my father. And uh, 23rd of, of evening, I packed the bags. Um, everything was okay. And uh, early in the morning, I think it was it was still night. Uh, the war has started. Yeah. I woke up because of some not understanding sounds for me like it was a bombs it was uh, explosions and uh, I woke up I uh, I thought that it was a dream kind of a dream and then uh, I, I woke up and then I went sleep again and then it was again the, the the voice the sound and then I went to my parents and I was like what is going on here like what is this you know I we nobody expected it was it just came like this randomly nobody in ukraine could even expect that one one night they're gonna wake up because of the war <laughs> and yeah. not because of shooting or something simple you know <laughs> compared to what is going on now and um yeah so it was already morning and uh, we start to read the news everything and it says that the war has started and um, all other cities, it was already already fightings there. It was already tanks there, bombs, rockets, and uh, everything started so unpredictable and so fast. And uh, the city started to be destroyed. Uh, people people are dying, and uh, you just read all of this in the news, and you are like, "What well, we have to do? What 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 is the plan?" Uh, like, you know, we have to find some decisions, like what we should do. So many thoughts in the heads. And um, yeah, my father said, everything is going to be fine. I think uh, you're going to be able to leave. So we went with my sister to the shop to buy uh, food for my dog. And we are walking. Everything is normal. Then we are coming back to apartment and uh, we are talking. Everything is fine. And then not too far, not too close, but there was a bump. And the mm-hmm. voice was crazy that you get on your arms, like, uh, how do you Goosebumps, say Goosebumps, yeah, goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I don't think the person can understand what is this, the feeling. 
uh, as long as he wasn't experienced with that. And um, yeah, we I, I straight away called my father. I started to scream that there was a bomb close by. We are running back to the home back to apartment so we are arriving to the apartment and uh, in the news it says that uh take uh take a safe place underground or parkings or you know uh, places where you can in underground yeah. so we 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 dressed very fast and we went with all family in the parking waiting uh, so we spent some time there and then we got a message that everything is okay. You can go back to your houses. So we went back to the house and we started to think about the options about everything and uh, how we can leave for Odessa. Uh, father said straight away, he won't leave. He's going to stay at home because he needs to be in apartments. We have dogs, everything. And he needs to be there because we have a family, grandmothers, grandpa, grandfathers and uh, other family you know people from our family and uh, he said uh, he he wants he wants uh, me my mother and sister to leave Odessa to go for tournaments or at least leave the country because at that time we didn't really think about the tournaments you know yeah it was important thing and at the night of uh, 24 when of course we during this day I think so many options uh, was going through. It's to go by car to Moldova and then fly from the Kishinev. The second option was to go to uh, through the Poland. Uh, so many different options, but but Moldova closed it. Uh, all the flights were closed. Uh, going by the road to Poland, it was very dangerous because they started to put the bombs on the road. Adjessa Kiev. Yeah. Uh, near the Odessa and that day there was not so far from the center uh, the bomb it was actually very close to the place where my uncle my mother and brother lives and uh, of course we stayed at home we stayed in the parking uh, those two days and the late night of 24th it was like already one o'clock maybe in the night my father took the decision that we're gonna drive early in the morning by car uh, to Romania for, uh, for the Ismail. And it took for us like three hours of driving. And uh, after that, we arrived to Ismail and um, we there was a huge queue with the cars and uh, we could, we drive to, uh, as, as much as possible. And then we stopped um, almost close to the border. And then we were going by, by foot with my sister to cross the border, Ukraine. Then we took the boat and uh, we try, we we were on the boat like seven minutes to cross the river and we were in the other side of Romania. And it was super dangerous to drive by the road because maybe you could you could meet a tank, maybe you could meet Russians cars, maybe you could receive a bomb or a racket because they were shooting everywhere like they were trying to destroy everything even in Kharkiv they didn't look where they should they were shooting at the hospitals at the normal houses where normal people are living while they were promising uh, that they want to kill and shoot at the normal people normal families and everything got that crazy and was super dangerous and when we arrived to the border uh, mother said she won't leave. She's going to stay with the father. And we also didn't want really um, our, our mother to leave. We wanted her to stay with father because we were afraid for him to stay alone. Yeah. And I think he needs support. And uh, yes, so uh, I got a responsibility on me. It's my sister, my younger sister. And it was the first time for us are living together like that. And um, 
It was it was very scary. Uh, we were crying a lot. So we couldn't really hold the emotions because you know the war is, war is a death, and you don't know what to expect. You don't know when it's gonna finish. You don't know how it's gonna go. And my father told me when we were crossing the border that now, uh, for you, it's gonna be uh, your own war. You know. You gonna you will need to fight by yourself. You will need to find a way to to deal with yourself, with your mind, with uh, everything, with all the situations. The all responsibility goes on you. And uh, we were we really wanted to stay at home with the family because I told my parents before father made the decision that we have to leave. I told him that um, if uh, I won't be able to leave on twenty fourth, I want to stay with all family together. I don't want to leave anywhere, but as father, it's father, the most important in the family who take the decision. He said, you girls need to uh, b- build your future because you don't know how it's going to end up everything. You, ha- you have to make what you, what, what you really like. You need to uh, go for your dreams and you need to stay close to each other you need to support each other and uh, tennis it's um, the only thing for now where I'm really good where I can really build my future and um, it was sad to leave it was sad to be on the boat and see the parents are staying on the other side of the river because you don't know what to expect and they had to go back home and it was already dark it was really we were really nervous for them Yes, um, so we arrived to Romania and uh, people are very nice there. They met us, they had water, food. The mayor of, uh, of the city was meeting the people uh, by himself. Then we took a car and we drive to Bucharest. And with us, there was our two other sisters, cousin sisters. It's the daughters of my mother, brother. They were driving to the Bucharest and then um, they drive uh, next morning uh, to another city uh, where where they met with uh, our grandmother, the mother of our mother. And um, they were now they are safe, staying all together in Hungary, uh, in Budapest, I think. Yes. And we we arrived to Bucharest, all, all, sorry, to Bucharest, yeah, all together uh, late night. And uh, we slept for a couple hours. And then uh, at four o'clock in the night, we had a couple flights to get to the Lyon. So the trip was for us from early morning on 24th to, and we arrived 20, on 20 during the day. And uh, it's so crazy because even now today I talked to my father and he said that uh, they saw already in Odessa, we live near the Black Sea on the floor 12. And he said they saw already a Russian boat with uh, with a descent, you know. Uh, do you understand? I said a, it correctly. A, a, a descent. So the boat, a Russian boat with the descent. Descent. It's a Russian uh, Russian army which has to go out of the boat. Oh, with soldiers, I guess you're saying to come on to land on the land. Uh, yes. So they were. They saw uh, in the sea, in our Black Sea, a Russian boat which is coming to my city, to Odessa. Mm. And uh, it was uh, pretty sad to hear that from parents because today they had already a couple of times working Serena that they have to go to the parking. And I remember when it was just everything starting, how we were spending the nights in parking, how we were without sleep and everything. And I can imagine now my parents and old people 
in Ukraine, how they are not even able to make a one, you know, simple, easy breath, breath because um, everything is uh, going so, so, so crazy. And um, it's very dangerous. And um, I'm, I'm proud of Ukraine. I'm proud of our army. I'm proud of our normal people who is fighting for the country, who is really stand there by the country, by the families, by our lives. And Ukrainians, uh, people are, they have a really strong spirit and uh, they are really big fighters. And if you see uh, a real situation in Ukraine, you would say that our people are, uh, are very strong and they won't give uh, what they think it's them's, you know, and Ukraine, it's, um, it's uh, a free country and they want to stand by the country. And uh, I want, I want to be this war end, but um, if the, if Russia not going to finish the war, Ukraine won't finish uh, to, to being, Ukraine won't stop uh, surviving. Ukraine won't stop fighting and Ukraine won't, uh, stop um, fight for the free country, you know. Yeah. So you have you been, you've been able to be in contact still with your with your parents while you've been in in France. Uh, yes, I'm able. I, I am, I am in contact with them, but it's not uh, a lot, not very often, because sometimes they need to be in the underground, where it's usually not very good uh, internet. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we stay in touch. For now, uh, everything uh, everything is okay, but still, uh, everybody is very nervous because they need to sleep. If they can sleep in apartments, they sleep in the bathroom. They put the mattress from the bed there, and they sleep in the closest. In case of Serena, they have to go to the safe place. Yeah, yeah if they hear the sirens, they got to move fast. Yeah, that makes yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. Wow, y- you like I saw. I was really struck by the pictures and the videos you put of yourself and your sister on the boat and seeing your sister with her, uh, with her racket bag with her, you know, leaving, I guess you guys are, are leaving home with tennis, I guess, to go to and not sure, sure what else is ahead in, in the future right now. So I guess what, what has it been like trying this week at, at this tournament in Lyon to, um, to focus on, on tennis? That seems like a, an almost impossible thing to do to try to, you know, just have your mind on, on the court but you guys are you guys are doing it so far well the first thing is that motivates me a lot it's uh it's the situation in ukraine it's uh people who are surviving there and fighting so i think i also can find some uh, some uh, power yeah some energy and power to um, to push myself and work hard in my tennis in my tennis uh in my tennis way also, what my father has said that uh, tennis, um, it's the only thing for now in our case that uh, can um, bring us uh, and build our future. You know, I, uh, I, always, I always love tennis a lot, but uh, now it's kind of hard and it's uh, very hard to find the balance in your head. And as I said uh, before on a court interview after my first uh, match in Lyon, is that um, my, my heart stays in Ukraine and my mind is fighting here. 
So um, a lot of thoughts in your head while you're playing, a lot of uh, different images in, in front of your eyes because you always read the news, you always watch videos of explosions, of the rackets that are flying to the houses, uh, the woman who is lying on the floor without two legs because the random racket arrived to the shop where she was going, uh, just going you know, through the shop and then... Yeah explosion and she's lying without the legs and all these images that you have in your head it's kind of how how do you say in english when uh it's some that for example you have something that it's working for your head you a know, distraction your, you mean yes distraction it's kind of like uh distractions for your head when you get all these images in front of your eyes and plus i haven't played before the tournament for four days I couldn't really practice. I couldn't really sleep. We had a long trip. We arrived here. I have just two days of uh, trainings, but it was very difficult. I needed time to recover and my sister as well. And uh, you, same time, you're talking to your parents. You're watching the news, everything. You're so nervous for everybody. And when I went yesterday on court, I don't know, um, maybe... Uh, they show this moment when uh, first set, I think, or second set, I started cry to cry a little bit on court. Mm. I even put it up uh, because um, I, I didn't cry because I was losing or because uh, I didn't play well. No, compared to what is going on now in country, it's nothing. I was crying because uh, I felt pain, you know. I just felt uh, a lot of pain deep in me for everything that is going on. And I, I saw a huge support from all from all, all the world. And I saw how much people were texting me, how much they tried to help me with whatever I need. And uh, I saw the flag on the side of the court. And I saw how even the people in the crowd were supporting me. And I kind of knew that my parents are watching my match and that Ukraine is watching my match. And I really wanted to win. I really wanted to fight for Ukraine, for, for myself, for the country on the court to make my mission, you know, where I, where I can do that. Yeah. So it's, it's tough. Yeah. I, I can't imagine the, the support from people in France, it seemed pretty clear. Like you said, there were the, the Ukrainian colors on the sides of yes. the court uh, for the whole tournament, not just, not just for your match. And it seems like there's been a, a reception there from people and, and support for you and, and your sister. What, what has that been like having, people from other countries uh, helping you in this moment uh, that's been so difficult for, for Ukrainians? I, I think it's uh, the best thing now that can happen, not only for me, even for Ukraine, where I save a huge amount of support from all the countries. And um, who knew that it's going to be like this? Who knew that all the world going to support us? A lot of people are going to the meetings, even here in Lyon. We went with my sister for the meeting as well. Just spontaneously, we didn't even know there's going to be a meeting. What kind of meeting? Meeting uh, people with the Ukrainian flags supporting mm. Ukraine. Mm. Yeah. yeah, we saw their people and we we started talking to them and we even asked for the Ukrainian flag because we wanted to take for our matches. Yes, and actually we played for the first time with my sister doubles here. We received the white card. It was a very funny story. We woke up early in the morning on Sunday 
And I'm just like, uh, Ivanka, maybe we can sign for the doubles. If we get in, we get in. If not, then not. And then uh, I asked my coach to sign us for the doubles. And um, after that, uh, I get a call uh, from the coach that the director of the tournament gave us a white card for the doubles. And they were debutant the WTA. And the first time for us playing together, she is actually playing professionally. Tennis just two years. Just two years. She's 15. She started at 13. Before that, she played, but one time to one or two times per week Mm -hmm. and now she really want to become a professional tennis player and uh, we plan it that I'm going to live with father to France and then USA and she's going to stay at home with my mother traveling and playing tournaments so um, yeah now it's I don't know what is the plan now (laughs) but she is practicing with me and uh, she's gonna go with me to US now we're gonna stay all the time together and we're gonna see about the situation in Ukraine no, yeah. Yeah, no, I, was, I was sort of going to get get to that next. Like you just, it's impossible to know, I guess, what the what the plans can be. You just sort of have your, and you're only 21 at this time and you're still very young yourself. And now you have, you know, your, your sister who you're taking care of and, and having to make decisions, you know, without too much knowledge of what the future is going to be, even in a few weeks at, at home and, and anything like that. Just how, how are, I hope that you're proud of how you're handling this. I hope that you can you can see some because a lot of people I've I've had a lot of respect and admiration for for you and for other Ukrainian people and how they're handling this moment. Do you do you have a sense of that that you are finding sort of a a strength within yourself that you didn't didn't know you you had? It's a tough question. Um, well, maybe from the side. Maybe from the side, I look with uh, a lot of strength, but deeply inside, I also feel a little bit broken mm. <laughs> for everything that is going on. But um, I need to keep myself. I need to keep myself. I need to. I need to think about tennis, and my parents promised me everything is going to be fine. They want me really to get focused on on a tennis and. Uh, I, I do feel uh, better with, of course, with a lot of support from people. That gives me a lot of energy. And um, yeah, I, I, do, I don't know. <laughs> I don't you, know. <laughs> you had a nice moment at the end of your match with uh, Anna Bogdan where she was sort of embracing you at, at the net and a conversation. What, what, was, what was she saying to you there? And I guess what has the support been like from other, other people inside tennis and other players and with WTA and, and like that? Uh, this is a different story. <laughs> when we arrived to uh, Romania, and when I made uh, my post that I am um, that I left to Romania, she was one of the first ones who texted me with any help with support. And then the draw came like this: that we have to play each other mm-hmm. first round. Even when I arrived for the tournament, uh, even when she knew that we are playing each other, uh, she came to me. She was saying a lot of nice words with the support. And a lot of players were coming and, uh, you know, saying that they hope everything is going to be good and they're going to be at peace uh, and and a lot of things like that, nice things. And with Bogdan after the match, there's not much to say, but she just said that um, today it's meant to be my day. And um, she said um, that for her it was also very hard to play. Uh, emotionally and 
Uh, it's sport and uh, we had to fight with each other as a professional athletes, but because it's a competition, but same time she kind of felt it's unfair, but you know, I will, I will say the same. If I played, uh, if I was on her place, I will also feel a little bit like she said that it's unfair, kind of unfair, you know, but in the sport, there is no words unfair or not unfair. There is a fight and you play for, for to win and you play to win. Um, but yes, I told her a huge thanks for her support. And it's one of the matches I, I will never forget in my life. It was the hardest match for me and emotionally and physically and uh, with everything. You know, I was playing and I felt like here somewhere in my chest, I feel like it's, you know, like um, something stuck here, you know. Mm. And it was uh, very difficult even to breathe. I was super nervous. But after I remember what I was through, what I have past experience in Odessa, when the war started, I, I kind of, it's helped me. It's helped me in uh, important moments. Yes. And yeah, I, I think a lot of people in this moment, like it's, it's great to hear that Anna reached out to you when she saw you were in, in Romania to immediately try to try to help. I think a lot of people are, are looking for ways that they can help uh, people in Ukraine and, and just this whole sort of cause. Um, do you have any sense of, of what you you would like to see from from people outside Ukraine to help you and, and your family and, and other people in this time of uh, of these great difficulties? Uh, many people from all the world were uh, texting uh, and trying to help Ukraine. In Poland, uh, they're helping. In Czech, they're helping. In France, they're also welcome. Uh, welcome uh, people. Today, I had a meeting with uh, with uh, with a mayor of Lyon. We mm. went to went to Maria. We were talking there with him, and I was there with my sister, with agent, and it was really nice to nice to meet him. He invited us with Ivan because he wanted to talk to us and you know to hear our story. And he said that uh, Lyon and France are working on uh, on uh, helping Ukraine with uh, some, with uh, something that Ukraine is uh, Ukraine need, you know. For, for the war and um, even with some really simple things. And uh, he said that um, Lyon is preparing to welcome Ukrainian people if they need uh, a place. And a lot of people left Ukraine, but mostly it's uh, children and women. And uh, it's so sad because in, Har- in Kharkov, in Kherson, there is almost no hospitals, nothing. They Everything destroyed and... Um, Pregnant women, uh, sick people there, everybody in the underground, you know, giving the birth to the childrens on underground, and uh, they the Kherson, uh, Kharkov, they even don't have a green lines, you know, to to take uh, childrens, to take uh, uh, sick people, to take the pregnant women to other city, you know, they they completely. Uh, took those city around and it's very painful uh, to, to look uh, at this situation there so yeah the mayor of Lyon he said that whatever we need um, he, he will help and uh, there everybody are for Ukraine supporting in media there was uh, a Ukrainian flag and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty shocked how people are supporting Ukraine. It's something crazy. 
Well, it's been really powerful to see you and to see Elena Svitolina and other people on court still still playing the sport, still doing this and, and clearly having this new new purpose and, and sort of sense, a source of, of strength and, and power like you described uh, within you. And everyone's wishing you all the best. And, and also just with, you know, everything now, still I'm sure doing all these interviews and all this attention and stuff, even if it is positive, you know, to get this support, it's still also in its own way probably uh, exhausting a bit as well. So I'm hoping just for you to have all the strength to handle all these sorts of things in this, in this very new and different time and, and wishing you and your family and everyone in Ukraine, all the, all the best. Thank you. Yeah. And the last thing it's uh, a lot of, uh, there is a lot of information going on about Ukrainian medias and everything. Not many people are uh, believing that what is going on in Ukraine, it's for real, but um get into it and if you're gonna find the right uh right uh, channels in telegram or uh, yeah you can see there a really a real thing that is going on there you know in ukraine and i hope um, that um, people who thinks that um for example how they say many people russians that ukraine how they think that ukraine started the war it's not true because uh, when you sleep and all country wake up because of the signals that the war has and i was there i know i i am a real person who is talking to you and uh, i know i've been there and um yeah the huge thanks to the world for support and uh, proud to, to be ukrainian proud of the ukraine and of our army and of uh, our people a big spirit i hope they're gonna be at peace in the world and in other countries and I wouldn't wish to anybody to feel this, what we have felt in Ukraine. Well, thank you very much, Diana, again, for your time. I'm wishing you all the best this week and, and see you hopefully in, uh, in California soon. Thank you. See you. So thank you very much to Diana Yastremska. Again, putting off the, the Patreon mentions for a week here, instead encouraging you all to check out links in the description of this episode for ways you can donate to causes in Ukraine and organizations doing good, important work there. We'll be back next week in Indian Wells with hopefully what passes for regular programming in this crazy time. Stay safe, folks. Bye. Slow down. Give me some time. Turn down.